today on The Breakdown. It's a cash game hand from Live at the Bike, and all hell freaking breaks loose in this hand. Maybe I'm overstating that a little bit, but a little bit of hell at least. A tiny, a small, a small piece of hell, a small tiny piece of real estate does sort of crack at least a little bit. I don't know if it actually breaks completely free. Uh, but it's a hand that we do want to talk about because there's a number of interesting decisions and strategic things that come up, including how do you play when you're playing against the absolute crazies in these 510 games and these 1020 games and things like that? We're going to get into that right now on the breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. I'd say it's a classic live at the bike shit show. Yeah. It's, uh, there's three players involved in the hand. One of them bows out relatively early. He doesn't seem to do anything wrong. Another player doesn't seem to do anything wrong. There's one guy who's like, oh, yeah, that's the guy that there's like a clone in three of the other seats at live at the bike that are all doing this stupid shit over and over again. How do you play against that? You know, and that's what Zio is going to have to deal with. So the question is, is this just what happens in like these televised games? Because this happens a lot in our game, too. At least it used to. It depends on what players you bring on. Right. Yeah. People, I think, are more apt to make crazy ass plays when they know they're going to be like on TV or YouTube or whatever. I think there's definitely some bias towards that. Um, I think it can go both ways, though. I think some people play a little bit more conservatively because they don't want to end up looking stupid. Mm. So they try to make just make sure they're playing like. ABC GTO stuff, so yeah. like they don't look like the guy who doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, basically, a lot of these live with the bike people in these smaller stakes live with the bike games do end up looking like the crazy guy who doesn't know what they're doing, and we're making a lot of assumptions, assuming they are the crazy guy who doesn't know what they're doing. Maybe they have some grand plan that we don't fully understand, but generally, what we find are some categorically bad decisions that almost are indefensible. Yeah, cool. So yeah. let's see if we have any of those. Well, there's at least one that I think is categorically indefensible yeah. uh, in this hand. The rest of the hand is probably not completely indefensible. Good. I would say. Well, we're going to find out because we're going to explore that right I now on the breakdown. With who? Grant Dennison. Oh, finally, it's just me. All right. And not- Jonathan Levy. Oh, damn it. I'm here. <laughs> I'm still here. I had a whole speech. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Was uh, it like a eulogy or something else? It's not about you. Oh. It's to the audience. Well, why don't you give us a little taste of it? All right, let me pull it up on my computer. I've had this for three years on my computer. Let me just pull this up real (laughs) quick. Now that I have your attention, I want to say one thing. We've all dealt with Jonathan for quite a while now, and we all understand. Certainly, he has some moments where it's okay, but we all know mostly it's just on the border of okay, and sometimes it's not okay to have Jonathan talking. And I'm sorry that you had to endure that, but we're finally here, people. What you've all been DMing me secretly about for all these years has finally come true. All of your persistence has paid off. It's time to lift the embargo. Tell everybody, let's get this podcast going. Wow. I like it. Yeah. That was was really nicely done. Really well written, too. Thanks. It was like sharply. Did you edit that? Did you like put a lot of time into that? I sent it to an editing firm. Yeah. Yeah. I really feel that. Okay, good. Anyway, yeah, I almost I almost wish something did happen to me. Someday. So give that speech. Someday that might happen. <laughs> we'll huh. find out. Yeah. Oh, well, let's get back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So this was suggested by Let Me Win One, who is a, is a good suggester. Suggested yeah, he's in the All-Star uh, conversation. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe yeah. uh, maybe one day. Maybe, maybe this year. I don't know. It, there's a lot of really good point guards. He's like Mike Conley. Yeah, you know? it's like... <laughs> <laughs> you know, some some people are going to get left out and be snubbed, and it just might be you. We're not sure yet. We're not. Yeah. Let me win one. But you know what? But you're in play. The 
don't worry about the the fan votes. That's not the whole thing anymore. Right. You know, the coaches' votes haven't come in yet. The media also gets. To yeah, vote. yeah. So you might get some there because you're. I know you're in a small market. Let me win one, but like it's it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this joke is going to never end, right? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going for at least the full 2019. Okay. Because we're pretty excited about this one. Yep. All right. So it's a 510 game with a $20 straddle. We got Dr. K. Sounds like kind of a villain. It sounds like a skincare professional to me. He might be. I mean, they are in LA. Could be like putting on infomercials about Dr. K's magical skin rejuvenation products. Sure. Exfoliation. Or it's, it's one of two things, right? Since we're in LA, right? What's the other thing? I mean, he's a plastic surgeon, right? Oh, yeah. Like, that's even more likely, I guess, now that I think about it. Miami and L.A., you're plastic yeah. surgeons. That's where all the money is. Everybody there is. If you're a gas station attendant, you're also a plastic surgeon. <laughs> it's like, you know, everyone's got a screenplay. Everyone knows how to do a boob job. Yeah. And uh, you've got, you know, whatever else is going on. Yeah. I, I, I work at the Getty. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's cool. All that stuff. All right, five, ten, twenty. Dr. K is plus one. He's got $6,000 in his stack. Raises to 85 with ace-queen off. Good job, Dr. K. So far, so good. Ace-queen off, no problem. No problem. Zio is on the button. It folds to Zio. He's got 4,600 in his stack. He has two tens, 10 of spades, 10 of diamonds. He three bets to 350. What position was Dr. K in again? Plus one. Okay. Zio so, could decide to flat, absolutely. But, but it's also okay to three bet, yeah. for sure. 350 is a sizable three bet as well. Yep. Well, it was 85. He's, yeah, he's a little more than 4Xing it, actually. He's like yeah. four and a half xing it. In position. Yep. That is, you're right, that is sizable. He doesn't but have to do it that in much. In these but games okay. where people play crazy, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, you really. this is how you get like max value, right? If someone's going to do some stupid shit. Somebody's going to do some stupid shit. Well, let me tell you what. Is this the indefensible thing yeah, you're let's referring get to, to? Let's get to the in- indefensible thing. All right. So Zio's done this from the button. We get to Roy, who's in the big blind. So far, so good. You're allowed to be in the big blind. <laughs> he has yet to do something that is impossible to defend. Right. He's got $10 invested here. So far, I'm fine with this. Yeah, he had to do that or else he could walk away from the table and post later. I mean, he can sit there yeah. and not post. And That's, not true. Anyway, That's true. Please continue. He's got 5,200 in his stack. Sure. That's a good amount. It's fine for this game. It's a fine depth. I'm really not... I don't know what your problem is. He, he calls the 350. Yeah. He's got the eight of hearts and the six of hearts. You know, even after you just said the eight of hearts, it was hard to come up with another card that this could be fine with. <laughs> yes, it is. Like, you can't say the eight of clubs. I don't think that's probably good enough. That's the best, though. You could say the ace of hearts. I don't like that either. You could say the seven of hearts or nine of hearts, but I don't like that either. I don't like any of those decisions with those hands. It's got the eight, six of hearts. He calls the three bet of the very large three bet of the early position raise from the big blind in a straddled pot when he's got $10 invested. Seems like a bad play to me. This is the indefensible play. I feel like if I was a goalie in a hockey match. Yes. And you know who knows what I'm talking about? Canadians. Patrick. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Mr. Montreal Canadiens himself. Yeah, he loves it. He loves the hockey references. <laughs> if I, but if I was a goalie in a hockey match, I would, I would find it almost impossible to stop a puck from getting by me and going into the net. If this was my holding eight, six of hearts in this particular spot. I don't know if that makes sense. It's indefensible. Oh, it's indefensible. It all makes sense. It's man. basically like it's Jonathan Levy trying to defend Mario Lemieux. Yeah. It's and like that. Yeah. It's sort of like that. Although now is he dead? No, I don't think okay, so. Cause he was dead. I feel like I, I would stop him. <laughs> I don't know. Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but let's continue. Are you a good ice skater? You, might, you might slip and fall. You know, let's keep talking about hockey. No, I want to. I <laughs> Patrick know. loves this. Are, are you a good ice skater? 
I am a perfectly slightly below average ice skater. And by slightly below average, I mean for people who really never ice skate. Like, I don't fall. Did you do it growing up? Because you no. grew up I, on the East Coast? I probably ice skated four times in my life. Yeah. But I used to roller skate a little bit. I was terrible at it. But, you know, I could go around the circle. That's nice. But I fell a lot. Okay. <laughs> I was a bit of a menace. You know, it took some people out. So Patrick Don't Wright, mess with me. Patrick Wright will not be impressed with your ice skating skills. But he will be impressed with my hockey skills. Name seven <laughs> professional hockey players that are currently playing. Mario Lemieux. Not currently playing. <laughs> Gordy Howe. Good job. Wayne Gretzky. Yep. Mark Messier. Yep. Mario Lemieux again. Yeah. No, his brother. <laughs> Wayne's son, Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Wayne Gretzky's wife, Janet Jones. All right. Next. <laughs> no, I think you've proven that you are very knowledgeable. All right. Dr. K also calls the 350. Wow. Right. So can we just remind everyone where yeah. we're at? Because I barely remember. Dr. K open plus one with ace queen off. Yeah. Zio three bet from the button with two tens to 350. Roy inexplicably called out of the big blind with eight six of hearts. Yeah. Dr. K made a pretty mandatory call after that call. Yeah. It's, this is the classic. You don't really love it, but you're probably supposed to call unless the guy is super tight with this three betting range, which as we see, Zio is not. Yeah. Right. If he doesn't only have aces and kings and queens here and, and ace right. king. So that's fine. All right. So the pot is 1,075. I mean, it, sh- it should not be, but it is. Yeah. And uh, what, what are the effective stacks? Um, I, know, I know Roy's got 5,200 or something. Zio like is the shortest stack with 4,600. Okay. Yeah. God, it's so bad. That but. seems pretty, pretty bad to me. Yeah. I don't like it. You hiccuping? Yep. A little bit. Tiny bit of hiccuping. All right. Well, Roy gets a pretty good flop for having done what he's done. It's the nine of diamonds, seven of hearts, deuce of spades. Zio is perfectly happy with that flop as well. Yep. I know one guy who doesn't love it. Uh, is it the 951st best plastic surgeon in the greater <laughs> LA area? Um, he was featured on it. Well, he wasn't featured, but he inspired an episode of Nip Tuck. Ah, Remember that show? The one with medical malpractice? <laughs> yeah, the one where someone died by accident? Yeah. I'm sorry, Dr. K. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We're maybe, just making you, maybe, stuff you're up. An, maybe you're an incredible plastic surgeon. Maybe you're an orthodontist. I was going to say, yeah. you may not even be... You may be a doctor of, like, philosophy, for all we know, but... Yeah. But come on. I mean, look you, at the guy. You you tighten butts. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, not a good flop for the doctor. No. No, it is not. <clears throat> Excuse me. Nine, seven, deuce. One heart, also. Okay. For Roy. That's pretty nice. Roy checks. Roy could lead here. He could rep sets. He could lead. Also, this is the kind of board you really might get check throughs on uh, if it isn't an over pair. Yeah. Uh, Zeno? No. Zio. Zio. Z-E-O. Dr. K and Zio. Okay. Oh, like Geo. Zio. Got yeah. it. Um, Zio Storm. We can yeah, call him that. Zio That's Storm. a cool that name. That is such a good movie. Geo Storm. Gerard Butler. I mean it when I say this. Get I, drunk and watch Geo Storm. It'll be the time of your life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's get, Let's bring it back We got to stop this goddamn Geo Storm. <laughs> <laughs> they really say that? No, I don't think so, but it feels like they would. I just got to say something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is outside the realm of what we're talking about, but yeah. I feel it's important to bring this up. So you know how um, in a previous podcast, I don't know, two months ago or something, you asked me, what's my least favorite trope in movies and TV? It's been a while. I think it's been longer than two months, but well, yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. I have my, I figured out what my actual least favorite one is. Whatever I, the thing I, I said was, yeah. Based on what I had just said. Is it naming the title of the movie in a no. sentence in the movie? No, but that is, that's up there. That's a yeah. top five. What is this? Some kind of mod squad. <laughs> that was from the movie mod squad. It made no sense, but um, no, that's not what it, not. Number one is not that number one is drum roll, please. Sheila. Sheila is dead. 
<laughs> we fired her last week and then she died. Well, didn't you see Coco? They still like make music in the afterlife. So um, my number one most hated trope is this. Someone goes into, it goes up on the roof, goes into a janitor's closet, goes anywhere and the door closes behind them without them looking. And oh no, the door is locked and there's no way to get out. Even when oftentimes the door would never be locked from the inside, only from the outside. Now, so if you're on the roof, it at least makes a little bit of yeah, sense. Yeah, the roof makes sense. But, but it happens every time when the characters go yeah. up on the roof. But I saw it happen on a, a pretty good show, actually, the other day, and it was literally in a janitor's closet. It's like, you can't be locked from the inside in one of those. Well, only that doesn't the, make any sense. Right. But she was locked from the inside, and I was like, here we go again. And I was like, ah, that's my number one. Like, here we go again. I hate it. It's another goddamn geostorm. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. What, what kind of thing is this? Anyway, is this some kind of, is this some kind of mad squad or what? <laughs> <laughs> don't see that movie. It's awful. I don't even know. Claire what that Danes, is. Giovanni Ribisi, uh, somebody else. And uh, there, there was a show in the 60s called The Mod Squad. And it was like sort of like teenage detectives or something. I don't know. And uh, they look like they're teenagers. It's like 21 Jump Street, sort of. And uh, so they made it into a movie because they made everything into a movie and it failed. Anyway. Anyway, back to the hand. So <laughs> talking about this hand. Back to this geostorm of a hand. All right. It's a 9-7 deuce <laughs> rainbow board with one heart. What, what are you laughing about? <laughs> I just, we went so far afield that time. It was amazing. <laughs> but it all started because I said, oh, yeah, Zeostorm. Like, that's, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's all it took. It was just a mnemonic for me. Okay. So, yeah. So, Zeostorm has the overpair, and uh, Roy's got the open end. That's his name from now on. By the way, a 10 on the Turner River would be lightning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that'd be crazy, right? Because Zeostorm would think he has the best team. He'd be like, well, this guy never has never has a straight here, you know? Yeah. And uh, he's like, I have the effect of nuts, and he wouldn't. Yeah. His so. name his name is definitely Zeostorm now. Yeah. That's that's too bad for him. <laughs> it's just maybe happen. he loves it. But let's continue. All right, nine six deuce nine seven deuce rainbow one heart for Roy who has eight six of hearts. Doctor K checks after Roy checks. Zeo's yeah. gonna bet five hundred. Absolutely makes sense. Need to protect this hand. Oh, for sure. He should be batting here. He's not getting a ton of value from a lot of hands. Nope. He may be 9-10 suited from Dr. K or something or like that. Or pocket 8s from Dr. K. Yeah, there's not much, but still you got it. The pot's too big. I mean, the effect, he's got, he started the hand with 4,500, right? There's $1,000 in there. He's got yeah. a bet. Potentially, he knows Roy and knows that Roy has all of the pocket pairs. I assume he knows Roy yeah. well enough to know that not to be afraid of Roy, basically, right. right now. I mean, Roy could have a set if he can have all the pocket pairs, but there's Fine. a lot more combos of weaker pocket pairs and he's likely to four bet a lot of the bigger pocket pairs and tens. Also, if Roy called with a hand like he had, that means he's calling with so many other hands, and it means he's probably calling the flop with a lot of one pair of hands here. Yeah, if he had like he might have like ace seven of spades or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, and then he's probably not, he probably shouldn't even fold, honestly, depending right. on the sizing. So all right. So Zeo bets Zeo Storm, excuse yeah. me. Bets five hundred into ten seventy five. Could go a bit bigger. I would like him to go a little bit bigger, but it's probably fine. He probably yeah. feels like he's mostly just folding out worse hands anyway, and better hands are never going to fold. It doesn't really matter. But yeah, and it's a pretty dry board. But I would like him to go bigger anyway, three ways. Yeah, but whatever, it's fine. Roy's going to call. Roy could raise. I don't know. I, th- I feel like if Roy's going to flat this hand out of the big bunny, he should raise now. He should pro- raising now is good. He could raise on the turn also. He could like yeah, check stack the, the turn. pot's getting pretty... a little awkward for that it though. We'd, we'd really like to threaten like you're calling way yeah. too much with your one pair hand. You know? Yeah, that's that's a fair point. It's going to look super strong though. But maybe you're right. Maybe stack the pot's going to be a problem, and Zeostorm's just going to feel committed. Yeah, uh, I think I like a raise here. I think you're probably right. 
He's getting three to one, but he's out of position. He does at least have backdoor hearts also along with the, he has one, he has one of the two most obvious draws on the board, which means it's like if Roy's, if Roy is loose enough to have these hands in this spot and zero storm knows it, then like the obvious draws are going to be obvious. I mean, I don't think you're going to think eight, six is there very often compared to all the other things you could have. It's can't make up a very big part of his range here. Hearts much more. So I would think, yeah, but I hear what you're saying. I would hope at least, uh, well, is there two of a suit on there? No, there isn't. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Without, That's too bad. Yeah. Because then we could rep that too, if it comes in at least. Right. Yeah. I think I prefer a raise just because like we're never folding when we raise and we got a miracle flop having done a yeah. terrible thing pre-flop. We have fold equity. Roy doesn't have to have a pair. We can, it, we don't love it, but we can live with getting it in right yeah. now at least. Um, and two tens is a pretty bad hand to get it in against. It happens. Essentially but, the worst hand, yeah. right? Um, Pretty maybe maybe nines is worse, but it's yeah maybe maybe two tens is even worse. A set worse. is pr- probably slightly worse. Yeah, just because of yeah. the redraw equity. Um, but yeah, I think I think you're just supposed to raise because Doctor, I'm sorry, Zeo Storm only has so much money back anyway at this point. He's got like thirty five hundred back. We have full equity if we get it into. It's not that expensive. So I think yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Well, Roy decides to call, which isn't yeah. the worst decision. It's, it's no, no. This is this is defensive. It's not. It's not a, a Jonathan Lovey against a professional hockey player from the 1930s type of thing. Right. Yeah. Mario Lemieux. Yeah. Gordie Howe. Right. Steve Buscemi. You could just go on forever. Little, little known fact: in the 70s, he was a professional hockey player. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody should look that up. He's married. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. That's Sorry, sucks. man. That I know. I know you've been thinking about that, but that he's really buried. sucks. Yeah. I had written the letter and everything. <laughs> you write a lot of letters. That's how I express myself. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I feel like society's not ready for my words, mm. but I have to put them somewhere because if they stay in my brain, then the bats start going around and then it goes to the bad place. And, and uh, Dr. K told me not to go to the bad place. You know what I'm saying? Because now he's a therapist. He's a lot of things. <laughs> sure. How do you think I got this face? I'm just, I'm going to let that, it's, that it's, juicy meatball just fly <laughs> right by me for strike three rather than hit that uh, one out of the park. Just because, you know, it's cause I got the, the I got to work with you. <laughs> the therapy, the therapy plastic surgery combo. Mm. It's good. Smart. Yeah. All right. So Dr. K folds. Yes. He folds his ace queen. Makes sense. That's a good play. What you should not fold is the thought of potentially clicking the link <laughs> in the description <laughs> of this podcast in order to gain access to exclusive Awesome, super duper poker guys only tournaments on Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. It's wonderful. Wow, you just said a mouthful there, didn't you? That's what Dr. K told me to do. Huh. Yeah. I feel like there's sort of a cult thing going on now. Dr. Dr. K, K is very powerful and you should not question him. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you still own any property or is it has it all been I mean, signed over to the thing to is the good that doctor. Dr. K actually owns everything already. So mm. whatever is on a piece of paper that some yeah. lawyer talks about, that doesn't necessarily mean that you own it because you know for sure that Dr. K actually owns it. So you might as well let him be the shepherd of it, not only in a spiritual sense, but also in a legal sense. That'll right. help you in yeah. a lot of ways. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Hmm. Thank you for... Laying that out for yeah. me. So this is an ad for Dr. K <laughs> and his cult. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Nitrogen Sports Poker, if you use the link in the description of this podcast, you get access to awesome things, not just their really strong online poker game they got Super going strong. on. Also the casino games and sports betting that they do all the freaking time. Yeah, but they can't stop. 
But if you use the link in the description, as mentioned, you also get access to special Poker Guys events, including, of course, our monthly tournament where they guarantee a thousand buy-ins. We usually get about 80 people, which means there's over 900 buy-ins, overlay happening every single time. Sometimes we even play in it. It's also very inexpensive to play, costs almost nothing. And the best news of all, maybe, is that it's Bitcoin only, which means the money gets in super fast and it gets out super fast. Unlike all those other sites, you get your money in 90 minutes. That's freaking amazing. Yeah, not 72 hours, 90 minutes. Not three weeks and also not never. Those are all really good things about it. I've gotten the never before. Yeah, me too. I've gotten the never multiple times, but nitrogen always pays out, always pays out instantly. Well, or almost 90 minutes, which is basically instant. It feels feels like instantly because everyone else takes days or weeks. So yeah, but it's not actually instant, I guess. But they start the processing right away because there's no person to approve it. It just goes through their system and comes out. It's great. It's wonderful. What else is wonderful is this hand. Yes. Let's get back to it. Okay. 2075 in the pot heading to the turn. Nine, seven, deuce, flop, rainbow with one heart. Roy has called preflop really poorly uh, and called on the flop with eight, six of hearts. Zeo Storm has two tens. Turn cool. is the six of spades. So Roy now makes he did it. a pair. Yep. Yeah. Eight, ten got there. Now, yeah. Zeo Storm may not really put. We're in 810 for a couple reasons. One being, why the fuck would he have 810? Two being, he has two tens. Those are good reasons. Yeah. Um, Pocket sixes got there. Pocket sixes are a possibility for Roy. For sure. But they're also, they're probably not really a possibility for Zio. I would assume they're pretty unlikely for Zio. I mean, especially from Roy's point of view. Yeah. Like he has a six in his hand, so there's one combo of pocket sixes. I don't think you worry about it. Unlikely to three bet the early position razor with two sixes. Unlikely. Probably is going to bet that flop if he has two sixes, yeah. though. But anyway, but yeah, less likely to, to do that. I agree. Yeah. Okay. So no one's really too worried about pocket sixes here. No, nobody is. All right. So Roy's going to check. I like that. Yeah. That seems like a good decision. Zio checks back. That that one, you could go either huh. way, I think. I wonder why he checks back. Is he trying to induce a random bluff? Like, does he think Zio is crazy enough to have, like, King Jack here? You mean Roy, right? Does Yes. Does Zio think Roy is crazy enough mm. to have King Jack here? Something like that. Huh. If he is, why would we check? That's a good question. <laughs> why would we want to give both of our cards a free shot? That seems crazy. We could bet. We don't have to bet a lot, but we could bet something. We shouldn't give him infinite odds to draw right. to, his, to his six cards that can beat us. That's, that's a bad idea, right? It is. Um, as opposed to bet, you know, $600. Like, actually, that's pricing them out. They may call if it's Roy, but... Then, like, so he's playing bad. So you, you make him make a mistake rather than give him a free shot. Yeah. I'm really surprised he checks this. Yeah. He, he picks up the equity, too. Is it possible he thinks... Yeah, that's true. Is it possible he thinks um, Roy is going to, like, just fold a lot of one pair of hands that are worse now? That he would have... He called with one pair of hands on the flop, like, ace-nine suited or whatever, and he's going to fold even ace-nine... If he thinks he's folding ace-nine suited on the turn, I guess this is an okay check, right? Yeah. But... That's kind of what we need. We need him to be folding nines uh, for this to check to, I think, make any sense. I mean, sense. we have to have him have nines first, which I guess if you know Roy, you know he has nines. Yeah, we, I assume we know Roy enough to know he has nines. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think that must be the concern, folding I'm, out all the worst hands. The pot has 2K in it, right? Yeah. And Zeo Storm's got like 3,000 3,700. 3,700, okay. 
I would think if Roy is the guy that he seems to be, we would want to bet this so we can shove the river and get called by a worse hand sometimes. Yeah. Give her, now, some, there's going to be a lot of bad cards in the river we're not going to be able to shove, like a lot. Yeah. But there's going to be some cards we can shove on, and it just seems crazy to me not to be betting right now. I don't understand this. I don't like this, especially against the guy with the super wide range. Let's bet. Yeah, I think I agree. I think I agree. I think he's just trying to induce something. That's probably the plan. Yeah, bet a little then. Bet 200. I mean, yeah, he's not going to get a fold, obviously, from Roy. He just picked no. up a pair with his open under. No, Roy, I assume, is check calling now. Yeah. I, I would like a check call from Roy now rather than like a check raise now. Right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this seems very, very strange. By the way, you know, if he's got 3,700 left and there's 2,000 in the pot, were he to bet 1,000 right now, Roy would have a good... It would be the check raise sizing would be actually be pretty good. Yeah. Um, if he didn't hit the six. Right. So that, that almost supports the flop call a little bit more. If we know this guy bets like half pot or less a lot. Well, Zio checks back, so that doesn't yeah, support it doesn't, ma- it doesn't matter, of course. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, the sizing did work out pretty well. It did. It did. Anyway, they both check. Yeah. I guess Zio's trying to induce from Roy by checking. That's probably the plan. Mm-hmm. Roy's trying to hit or thinks he's ahead. All right. The river is the jack of clubs. So Roy missed. He sure did. He missed big. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you miss the same amount as you miss no matter what, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, whatever. It was a big miss. Big he old hit. He didn't, but he may have the best hand right now. He may think he has the best hand. He's beating ace king. He's beating ace queen. Those, yep. those loom pretty large as possible holdings. Yeah, they certainly do. So that makes what happens kind of interesting. Yeah. It's so Roy checks. Again, the board is nine, seven deuce on the flop, six on the turn. Jack of clubs on the river. There is no flush that's coming or anything. I like this check by Roy. Yeah, Roy checks. Zio's going to bet, which is an interesting decision. He bets 11.75. So now he's trying to get called by a hero call. He thinks Roy would have bet a jack on the river if Roy got there. Yeah. And it's weird for Roy to have a jack anyway. Right. But if we're saying, remember we were saying like if, if Roy has two over cards, yeah, and he yeah. decided to call because he's Roy. Right. Like that's why we bet the turn. But he's got to think like if Roy has... King Jack or something, he would have bet the river if somehow he had it. Yeah, I think this is kind of a mandatory bet with two tens. I think so, too. I think yeah. we're almost always good here because the Jack is going to bet. Yeah, I mean, like the hand I would think Roy had that we were beating would be like two eights a lot of mm-hmm. the time. That, sure. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It doesn't feel like Roy has too many better hands than two tens, so he might as well go for some value. Mm-hmm. So Zeo Storm does bet 11.75, and this is where Roy decides that his six isn't good enough to hero with, and he moves in. For 3,700 effective. This is an interesting play. It is. So a couple questions. Yeah. What is he repping and does the story make sense? I was trying to think of what he might be repping here. The only hand that makes any sense but doesn't really make sense is Jack-9 suited. Jack-9 suited or a set of sixes or 8-10? 8-10 doesn't bet the turn, doesn't bet the river when it has the nuts both times. Well, on the turn, he would be playing in flow. Right. But then the river? The river, you would think you would bet. He would bet most of the time, right? Yeah. Because he's afraid Ace-King's just going to check it back. Same, that, that's the problem with the story is the yeah. check shove doesn't really... Jack-9's going to bet the river, too, after it goes check check anything, on the turn. Anything really good is mostly going to bet the river. Now, Roy does weird stuff, obviously. Maybe Roy's going to yeah. check with those hands. And, you know, maybe you if you know enough about Zio, call him by his nickname, Zio, yeah. um, to know that, like, oh, he'll take a stab, and if it goes check check sometimes, then he'll bluff the river. Yeah. Then you could check some of these really strong hands again. But mostly you're going to bet, right? Yeah. The problem is if you think Zio has like ace-king or ace-queen, 
Maybe you're, it's hard to get value no matter what you do. Right. He's going to check back a lot, but he's also probably not going to bet. He's not going to call if we bet. Yeah. He's going to check back a lot. It sort of sucks no matter. Like, it's just hard to get value from Ace High now. Because we check called the flop. Like, we almost always have something. Yep. And then the six comes in. Like, we kind of... It's so hard for us not to have a pair. And yep. then the jack comes in. Like, what are we supposed to have? Any straight draw that we inexplicably have pre-flop at least has a pair now. Yeah. So, what are we repping that makes any sense... I guess it's just he's just saying I have a set of sixes or a flop set and I waited to the river to raise. Right. Okay. I mean, it happens a little bit. Set of jacks, I guess, makes the most sense from a traditional perspective. Set of jacks does make some sense. He often would just bet out on the river with the set of jacks, but that does make sense the way he might have played it pre on the turn and on the river. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So set of jacks actually makes sense, but that's obviously just three combos and it's Roy... He has a lot of other hands. (laughs) Yeah. So Zio calls pretty quickly, actually. Yeah. And I think this is just a Roy thing. I do, too. Yeah. Just I mean, because against any kind of traditional normal player, when they take this line, your tens are no good. Right. Almost not 100% of the time, of course, but some crazy high percentage of the time. Yeah. Um, But if you know the guy is loosey-goosey and nutso and just will raise because he raises and call because he calls and do whatever. Well, now his story doesn't make a whole lot of sense and you have you add in a, a lot of weird bluffs and stuff like that and then you just have to call. Right, and it's... If you know anything about Roy, you might know that he sometimes turns pairs into bluffs and then right. you're like, wow, easy call at this point. Yeah. Because he has a pair. He turned into a bluff. When I first started playing poker back in 2004... I guess I started in 2003, but whatever. When I started playing a little more seriously in 2004, I was living in Brooklyn, and I played in an underground club. And there was this guy who played called Tommy. His name was Tommy. And Tommy was crazy. Tommy would do things like three-bet with king six suited my under-the-gun open. I would four-bet shove. We're playing like, you know, one-two or something like that. But I would four-bet shove, and he would call with king six suited, stuff like that, right? But he wasn't just crazy that way. He would also raise rivers, just because, you know, I bet huge. You just, the way he got rid of all his hands was never to fold, was just to put, just to put more chips in, right? Yeah. So like against Tommy, you would bet bottom two pair on the river and call when he raised. But against everyone else, you bet bottom two pair on the river and fold when they raise, you know? Right. It's just like, oh, it's Tommy. It sucks. Every time he's beat me, he's going to do this, but you still, ca- you cannot fold. And he shows up with some weird stuff, you know? And it, it feels like that. It feels like Tommy is Roy a little bit here. Feels like Roy's just going to show up with so much stuff. If he's going to show up with six, eight suited. I mean, then he can have the whole wide world, right? Yeah. Roy's basically thinking, I believe, and this is an interesting play by Roy as a check raise because he's thinking, oh, you would have checked back ace, king or ace, queen. Assuming Roy's thinking any of this, but let's, yeah. let's for a moment give him the benefit of the doubt. But you would definitely bet a jack. So ace, jack suited, although would that ever three bet? What jack is three betting? It's, it's hard to really unlikely. With. But let's... but. I don't know. The guy did three bet tens. Maybe he can have ace jack. Maybe. Um, so you're betting ace jack here, and that's one pair. First of all, I'm no good. Second of all, it's you're kind of capped at one pair here, which is true, right? Like a jack is kind of the best hand Zeo Storm ever has, right? Yeah. Almost always. So that's pretty good. I guess he can have a set of jacks if he can have two tens. You could, could have a set of jacks. Okay. Um, but that's way less. Well, it's real, I don't know, with the preflop action, I don't even know if it's less likely. No, I don't know if it is. Yeah. So that's a problem. So then we beat the ace kings and ace queens and bluffs and a set of jacks is never folding. There may not be any other jacks. If there are, they may decide to call anyway because we have a crazy rep. And the tens, as we see, the tens called. since so. the tens called, the jacks are going to call right away. Yeah. 
So then that makes this a bad bluff again. This is a bad bluff. Yeah. When you can beat the bluffs yourself. Yeah, you might as well just call if you yeah. don't believe that your opponent is super strong here. Like, I mean, if you think he's capable, if you think he's going to fold a nine or two tens or, a, or ace jack. Hard for him to have a nine. Really hard. Or ace jack. I know. So but hey, he has two tens. It's almost like the perfect hand for him to have here. I mean, Roy's, Roy's trying to fold out all over pairs. Could he? Could could um, Zio have uh, pocket eights maybe and be doing this? It's hard. We block pocket eights. It's also, yeah, also a three bet preflop. It's less likely. Yeah. But he did it with tens. He I, could I have mean, eights. Roy's intent is to fold out over pairs. He's saying I have jack nine or better. He's definitely saying that. Yeah. I feel like he's not really trying to fold out over pairs as much as jacks. Why? Because I think Roy believes that an overpair would bet the turn. Why? You have no you have no idea what Roy believes. <laughs> well, I <laughs> I think Roy would never assume that an overpair wouldn't bet the turn. By the way, we thought an overpair should bet the turn too. Um, yeah. So I would I would if I was sitting there, I would think an overpair would bet. But I would think um, less sophisticated players, which I'm guessing Roy is without knowing anything about him, just based on his preflop call yeah. alone, right? Um, would assume you always bet an overpair. Like they can't believe when you can't. I played in a tournament on Saturday where a pretty good player, actually, um, I raised preflop. The blinds were one, 200, 300, because we're doing the big blind ante now. I had pocket kings plus one. And I made it 800. And after the hand, he said, sneaky raise to 800 with pocket kings. And he's like a pretty good player. He can't be that good. Um, if he thinks that your sizing is indicative of your hand strength, he's not that good. Um, well, I thought it. I mean, at, relative to the table, he was maybe the second best player at the table anyway. Well, that sounds like a great table. It was a great table. It was a great table. Um, but yeah, but I noticed that and I was like, oh, you think sizing matters in terms of my pre-flop stuff? Like, that's great for me, you know? And uh, that's all. That's all I have to say about okay. that. Okay. But cool. what's my point? My point is, so people will like make really unusual sort of assumptions um, that, that seem unusual to us, but I think to them feel very natural and normal. Yeah. Like, of course you would bet an overpair on the turn. You always bet an overpair unless there's three to a flush or four to a flush right. or four to a straight or something like that, you know? Yeah. They don't think about that could other be what's parts going of on. texture. But then Roy's not thinking about the fact that he can just call against right. the non-over pairs. I agree completely. Because you can just call and win against ace, king, and ace, queen. Mm. So yeah, I think Roy just spewed it off. Yeah, I and guess Zio, you're right. Zio made a good call. I mean, yeah, it he seems, still to it make seems obvious. Call after knowing Roy a little bit from this hand, but like you have to make the call. I mean, he called quickly. So he had a plan, right? Yeah. The plan was to bet call. Yeah. He's like, Oh yeah, this guy is going to do weird stuff. I'm never falling. Right. And so I mean, he didn't deal. snap call. It just, it was like under a minute, like 30 seconds. Maybe. That, no, that, that, that's pretty fast though yeah. for this, for this spot. Right? right. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I hope I'm not beat. I'm going to make sure I'm going to think about it for a second. Does anything make sense? Not really sure. There's a few things, but not really you had to play him a little bit weird and it's Roy. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yep, and that's, that's what happened. That's how Roy lost forty six hundred dollars. Yep. All right, we're done. Cool. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic, and I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. I'm gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make.